Well, hey there, network specialiers. What should we call our fans, Nathan? We've never discussed what our fervent fan base should be called. The network. I like that. It's really friendly. It's laid back. Fast casual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey there, the network. Thank you for joining us on Network Special, the podcast, the only podcast that you need if you want to hear people talk about appointment-based television and bygone era when television was a thing you would plan your life around. There was a little book and you'd scribble what you wanted to watch like a big dork and then you'd sit down with your stinky family and watch it together (laughs) and it was never going to be seen again but now and they were so stinky (laughs) yeah thank you for saying it and who who is who is that talking that's my co-host nathan Shear. nathan Shear. nathan Shear. and then who's in the production booth Jeremy Demery, sweating it out. Jeremy Demery, yes. And Jeremy, to theater of the mind, uh, Jeremy is in a room with a big curtain over it. Normally in these production studios I've seen on television, there's a big glass window and you can see people pretending to push buttons and slide things up and down. But he put a curtain in front of it so he doesn't have to pretend. I don't know what he does in there. What am I, Motown back here? What's... (laughs) Jeez Louise. If you want to be taken seriously and you want in 25 years to have documentarians from Netflix come in here and have Dave Grohl talk about how everything that came out of your studio was mind-blowing, you need to have the big glass window. I will get that installed post-haste. See that Mm. you do. Did I say the name of the, 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 the show, Nathan? It's Network Special. Kind of. I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember think, if there's I an mean, official. I mean, if you were blindly clicking on your device and this started playing, I am sorry. I, I think everyone <laughs> knows what they're listening to generally yeah. with this sort of setup. Uh, And today, we are talking about something from before when anyone in this room was born. We're going to be talking about a special called The Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World, filmed in 1977. And sometimes it's a real wild goose chase uh, to watch these things that we talk about. Not, not, nah, not this time. This is on a little streaming app called Disney+. Plus. Very official. Very official. Very official. And doesn't it seem like this was snuck on to Disney Plus? <laughs> like, so, like you mean like some guy found the footage somewhere and was like, oh, I got to put this on there. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> didn't tell anyone. Because not only is this just sort of a, a odd special. This is an odd special, right? Like, yeah, well, okay. It's only it's not as odd when you know that it was presented as part of the Wonderful World of Disney, which is the Sunday night show that Disney used to have, where everything was just an advertisement besides their movies, was just an advertisement for the theme parks. Well, they kind of split the difference. They I can't they're trying yeah. to do almost a dramatic movie. That's a mistake. <laughs> and they're yeah. also not leaning into it being just a straightforward commercial. 
which is, I think, what yeah. they would uh, do now. They're trying to, to tell a story, but not only that, but they've left all the original commercials in. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. What is this like? Is this is this like they sent this tape to the TV networks and it would always include these specific commercials? It feels like a guy who works in the Disney Plus vault just had his own personal VHS of this and just popped it in and <laughs> didn't tell anybody. And he cleaned it up. Yeah, he didn't tell Iger. So wait, when, what year did Disney, Walt Disney die? Hmm. Uh, let's find out together. Walt Disney, uh, what, what should I search? When did he finally <laughs> die? Let's Go see. on to G's. Classic joke. December 15th, 1966. So this is 11 years oh, so later. so well, well after. Okay. Well after, but man, doesn't it feel like 77 and Walt Disney's life feel 50 years apart when you think about it? <laughs> Yeah, what's did he ever record anything in in disco? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> did he ever record himself in color? Yeah. Okay. Cuz Disney the World of Color, he um Oh, oh. that's right. That's right. Ooh. Which was the early name of Wonderful World of Disney. It changed like 10 times the name. Yes. It used to be called Disney Old Black and Whitey. <laughs> yeah, that was its first draft. Now, of course, uh, there is the most... Well, let me back up. There's three classes of Mouseketeers, and mm -hmm. two of them you've probably heard of. There is the original class of Mouseketeers from the Mickey Mouse Club, and mm -hmm. that had you know, Annette Funicello and really nobody else who was a big star... Right. And uh, that was in the 1950s. And then you also yeah. probably know the Mickey Mouse Club that ran from 89 to 94. MMC. MMC. <laughs> yeah. With uh, well, hosted by uh, George, George Newman, right? Fred Newman. The famous Fred Newman, sorry. sorry Man of Fred. a thousand <laughs> mouth sounds. And uh, they were just a celebrity birthing machine. For whatever mm -hmm. reason, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, uh, Goslin, Goslin, the Goz came out of there. The Goose, <laughs> yeah, <The> Goose. <laughs> and uh, this is the Mickey Mouse Club that ran from 1977 to 1978, <laughs> and nobody liked it. <laughs> I don't have. This is so foreign. This iteration is so foreign to me. No, big flop. Yeah. I don't so know. So was, was, is there a through way? Like, is there like, it's like, or is, it, is there just a pause between uh, the 50s, this, and then the 80s for MMC? Yes, those are the only three okay. Mickey Mouse Club cl classes. And I don't okay. know if maybe in the 70s people, it was just, not cool yet to have another Mickey Mouse Club. I don't know. Where did where did Mickey Mouse Club or the Mickey Mouse Club air? The original. It was on, um, I believe, ABC. 
Okay. Um, I, I like that you assume that I know all this stuff. I'm kind of yeah, <laughs> scrambling yeah, you around. Did all this here. research, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've done some. Um, yeah. <laughs> mostly, I've been trying to learn anything about these forgotten children. Well, we know one. We know one for sure. Uh, Lisa Welchel. Is that how you say it? From Facts of Life. Mm. And then is. also Julie Pyarski, who is also in the Facts of Life. Okay. So there's two Facts of Lifers, which are the two Aryan girls <laughs> yeah. in this, who I, I yeah. think were kind of sold as the hot ones because it's kind of yeah, how they're presented. And, right. And it's all very much just dry, feathery hair is <laughs> the driest. Is all you're getting from them. <laughs> 12 new Mouseketeers, and it's a uh, slightly racially diverse although they yeah 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 it is um everyone kind of gets varied screen time because there's one or two of these kids i'm looking at all their pictures right now and in my head i'm going was allison in this <laughs> every time i watched every time a new scene would come up i thought is is that i don't recognize that one yeah who's <laughs> this yeah it does look like a um, like a Jehovah Witness pamphlet. Like this is what heaven will look like. Like there's like one of every race and then five white people. Right. And guess who's presented as the hot ones? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They're white. Yeah. 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 The other one, the, the, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, we'll get into it. It's funny what, how they, how each character is treated I, I it's interesting that the the black male character is always angry well i think we're talking about we're talking about uh billy pop Astmore, who yeah. sucks by the way <laughs> well, okay well oh he you mean in life no i don't maybe i have no idea what this or kid you mean was on like. the show well i got vibes from billy pop that he was a real pain to work with Oh, why? <laughs> because, well, a couple reasons. Number one, he is, he is definitely put in less work than anyone. He okay. doesn't know the dances. He lip sync terribly. <laughs> he gets half the words like wrong or is just not moving his mouth. And they, they always put him in the back. I noticed <laughs> there's a point where he almost touches a girl's boobs. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, and I just got an angry vibe from him. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like every, scene he's in they have him as the angry black male i think that was like a <laughs> he was just a pissy kid i think they were just writing him what he what he knew <laughs> all right i'm trying to i'm trying to promote this system of injustice and and uh, hollywood's uh white you know anyways i'm sorry i'm squinting at my computer because the uh shantae who is the black yeah. uh, woman on this mm-hmm. is excellent. So there you go. Yeah. She was, uh, um, yeah, she was one of the better of the people who actually had lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these children look different levels of uh, miserable and being taken advantage of. <laughs> so don't get <laughs> me wrong. There's one girl who I think is the youngest. She says all of her lines looking directly at the camera. Oh yeah, that girl is a bad actor. She's a real musical theater ham. You're talking about the tiny blonde one, right? Yeah, one with a lot of spunk. 
Want to call yeah. it a verve? Yeah. The one who um, at one point just appears in a bath towel. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're <laughs> we're talking about Mindy. Um, so <laughs> the thin plot of this begins with the Mouseketeers all, are all they're all a tingle because they're going to be going to Walt Disney World. We first see them. They're on the monorail going to Disney World, and they're singing zippity Doodah, sort of singing because they sing one line from it, and then they start just humming, and then they start whistling, and then they start yeah. scatting. Yeah, they, they, like I said, they very they cut to the black girl and she starts scatting. Yeah, she goes like, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, this is very much like I'm saying the people who wrote this are very much like well. We, ha- we don't know what to do with the people of color on this show. So just do what we think they do. Yeah. I mean, the, they don't make the Asian king uh, kid uh, haul it a gong or anything like that. <laughs> no, he scats too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Yeah. It's the <laughs> just 70s. those two, though, specifically. Uh, this is one of those specials uh, that they seem to do a lot of in the 70s and 80s where – the idea is there's this group of kids who are performers and they have one or two adult minders who are very mm-hmm. uptight and they get hit in the nuts a lot or fall into bodies of water. Yep. Uh, and They're incompetent. Yeah. It's it's odd seeing these Mouseketeers and, and they're going to Disney World, which I'm imagining is at the time being sold as the most fun place you could possibly go to. And you're watching them receive uh, schedules you're watching them go to rehearsals and <laughs> meetings. I mean, they go to a water park once or twice, but a lot of it is just them like uh, being uh, tasked with various things. Like it makes it look like a lot of work. Yeah. They're, 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 the most fun they have seems to be when they are just besides the water park. It's mostly them like singing and hanging out and singing. Right. When they're on that monorail coming in, they are just losing their minds. They're having so much fun. Oh, seeing. they're smiling for two. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you are at the parks, it's not an uncommon scene to see big groups of young kids uh, uh, singing and, and laughing like that, like in, in unison. Because when um, whenever a Brazilian tour shows up, it's all like apparently like if you're from Brazil, there's like the people spend a lot of money when you get to like a certain teenage year and you spend like all of your money to come to Disney World and they're all singing all of these like songs together like they're like a youth group. <clears throat> and it happens every time I go. Are are you telling me that every teen in Brazil, this is like <laughs> if, if you're a Muslim and you're going to Mecca, like every yes. teen raises money from it's the like city. It's like a quinceanera. Okay. You go there and you sing. Uh, someone, someone said, I forget who it was. Someone told me about this. How, um, like a lot of, like they'll come, like they'll come and also go shopping, like and buy a bunch of like stuff that would be more expensive in Brazil. Mm-hmm. There's a whole Brazilian um, part of Orlando that has just been built that's catered to Brazilian tourists. Like there's. Um, a grocery store that's like Portuguese and Brazilian food. And there's tons of restaurants in that area. There's like big, like statues uh, of Brazilians and 
there's it's it's a it's a mecca of some sort. I don't know what the what wow. it is, but there's something there. Yeah. Okay. And when you see them singing, do they go bop do bop bop? Yeah. Yeah. There's always a scatter. <laughs> there's a scatter, and 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 there's a lot of humming. Okay. Huh. In unison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their minder is a actor uh, who I didn't really know that well. He was on Laughing Ronnie Shell, mm-hmm. uh, who plays the uptight uh, guy. He is on the monorail with them, but you see yes. just the back of his head. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be a villain because they just show the back of his head the whole time. And he kind of <laughs> turns around and smirks. And I was like, oh, it's just this this guy. I just kept thinking, like, does this, like, I was just like, before we knew who he was, I was like, man, it would suck to be right there on that train. <laughs> like, oh, like he was an unrelated adult. In. Yeah. Yeah. All the all pile in and you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, what is going on? That's probably how the adults felt whenever uh, my show choir group was in <laughs> New York and, and uh, oh, sitting no. in the Hard Rock Cafe. And uh, when they started playing Love Shack, coincidentally, one of the songs that we would perform while wearing sequin <laughs> vests and gad about. Oh, so we all sang for the patrons of the restaurant. What a treat that must have been for everyone. <laughs> Did you, did, did you guys get, did like some of you get up on the backs of the chairs? So you were like, you know, somewhere up high, somewhere down low. Yeah. We coyote uglyed it. <laughs> you, you got up on the table. Mm, oh yeah. I jumped up on yeah, the table. Okay. I was kicking tater skins off and <laughs> tater skin, shaking yeah. my, my little, my little, uh, my little butt. <laughs> <laughs> so they go straight by the way from the monorail. Mm-hmm. To the water park. They do, but well, right before that, see everyone, I kind of uh, I kind of tricked Nathan a little bit because Nathan Uh-oh. hates to talk about the commercials because he hates fun. <laughs> no, no. Okay. This one he hates ex- fun. Okay. So I'm okay with this. That's I'm the okay only reason beca- why. But uh, <laughs> I'm okay with this because you cannot you can't watch it. At least I haven't found a way to watch it. Yes. Outside of Disney Plus, and it comes equipped with the commercials. Yeah, well, this is a new tune I'm hearing on this flute. But uh, <laughs> first, uh, first Ed we have is for Shake and Bake, which is hysterical oh, because yeah. it's a woman bursting into her butcher and <laughs> screaming at him, saying, "I'm not going to buy meat from you anymore. That chicken was dry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, by the way, as we all know. The fault lies with the butcher whenever your chicken is dry. Yeah, if you get a, a, a gray, wrinkly chicken that looks like an old football. <laughs> yeah, you know. Don't worry, just know, then, roll in cornflakes, lady. They're like, they're like, hey, remember, uh, remember, fried chicken tastes good, but it's never <laughs> juicy. Uh, and then there's an ad for a dog food called Gaines Burger, which I've <laughs> never heard of before. But the idea of this ad is that a family is returning to a farm where they've dropped their dog off to have sex with the dog on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> that, I did not pick up on that subtext. <laughs> and then the woman says, all right, I'm afraid she uh, didn't eat when she was there <laughs> because they were feeding her a new kind of dog food. But guess what? She loved Gaines Burger. Uh, we don't see the dog's rut, unfortunately, so I, 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 just, I can't tell you. If I don't understand a, how we can tell if a dog likes a new formula of the same dog food they've been eating. Uh, 
I don't know if I've ever seen a dog. I, I don't own a dog. I don't know if I've ever seen a dog not eat something. <laughs> they seem I to just know. be little garbage vacuum cleaners. Do, like, don't, isn't there like, isn't there like a medicine that like, that you give to a dog that makes its own poop taste bad? It sounds like, right. like, what, like, like if they're eating their own poop, like why would they have <laughs> any discriminating taste? That's always what I say. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, yes. Then we go to the water park, uh, which is River Country, which doesn't exist anymore, right? That's gone. Yeah. Now it's just an an uh, an abandoned island, right? Really? Or is that Discovery? That's Discovery I, Island. Okay, so there's two. River okay, Country, so where, where? I think, turned into Typhoon Lagoon. Oh. Or or it was something else. Now it was like adjacent to Typhoon Lagoon. Maybe I don't think River Country okay. exists anymore, though. Well, it definitely doesn't exist, but I thought I I thought I saw people take pictures of like empty water slides, maybe all that's gone. Maybe. Um one thing I do know, I am you're you're a dad. You have yeah. uh, a lovely daughter. Um I am a single man. Um mm-hmm. watching long sequences of children in upsettingly small swimwear soaking wet. <laughs> by myself in my living room is not a comfortable experience (laughs) you're like is anyone watching me watch this (laughs) these kids i think that maybe they put this on disney plus to put everybody on the list (laughs) yeah (laughs) because these are the most upsettingly little trunks that they have these kids in (laughs) well they even mention in this they're singing a song while this is happening yeah and it's they say you can shed your cares away here but not your bathing suit. <laughs> I did not it's hear that. The, <laughs> in I, case you, in case they put like a little warning in there in this song about the great, just in case you thought this was it a, was nude a bathing nudist experience. colony <laughs> yeah. at Disney World. Uh, yeah, so this, the, this song is, uh, is one of those strident Francis Scott Key style songs that I hate. Where it's like River Country, River Country. <laughs> ba, 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 da, 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 ba. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, and by the way, okay, so for people who, people who are from Florida don't seem to care, but people who move here know that you don't ever go into water that isn't the ocean. <laughs> it's a death sentence. If you're born here, it's just another day in the pond, you know, it's just another day. Uh-huh. But uh, except, except for those who are concerned about flesh, you know, like, brain-eating amoebas or whatever. Sure. But, and did you notice, like, like every time I watch footage of, like, old uh, water parks, I'm like, water parks were, like, the Wild West back then. Like, people, like, they were, like, hunt, like, like, they're all, like, going down these slides, like, all on top of each other. Like, no one's, there's no, like, queue. There's no one, there's no employee there going like, okay, one at a time, wait till the other person gets off. It's like, no, they're all sliding around on top of each other. Their tubes are flopping around. <laughs> like, this is like the most dangerous, like water park looks so tubes. freaking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks so freaking dangerous back then. Also, it is nice uh, in this 70s footage because it, it, they didn't cast this. They just went there on an actual day and got all the tourists. So it's everybody's <laughs> Nice, normal-looking, pale, floppy bodies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a there's a guy who's probably like fifty, and he's like 
this is big guy bald and he's just like flopping <laughs> around his t- he fell off his tube <laughs> he's just like sliding around these like hard cement slides <laughs> sure he broke like 10 ribs <laughs> and now the world sees it you slob <laughs> Did you see? Did you? So they go to the contemporary hotel. That's where they're staying. Mm-hmm. Did you see that cool pool that was like in the middle of the lake? That they're all sitting by. Like this is this. Okay, the great thing about this show is that this is a sneak peek at what Disney looked like in the seventies. So this is before I started going. Um, As you were not so, born. What's that? As you were not born. Right, and um, so. So this was a time period like like I'm very familiar with the 80s version and then of course now cuz I live here. But that 70s version of it. I feel like we don't see that much either. You see the you see a lot of the 50s of Disneyland. You I don't know. I think I think that they just had so little con- they're such a controlling company and I think there's stuff there that looks genuinely uh rinking dink and kind of bad because right after Walt Disney died they the everyone was kind of lost at sea and there was some <laughs> stuff made that was pretty chintzy or just not what they would do now and I think they're embarrassed by it so they keep a lot of it under lock and key yeah um <clears throat> yeah maybe I mean there's lots of early 70s because you know it was new right um uh, but there's no like like you don't see much of that transition from the 70s to the 80s at Disney at least I don't I, I, I don't maybe maybe uh Disney guys, people online are like insane about it. The lost years. Are there any, I wonder if there's any rabid Disney fans out there. We should uh, try to find that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, there's probably a little, a couple on Twitter. <laughs> um, the next By the way, place, do you, does yeah. anyone in the park know who these people are? They're famous. Like apparently the, the Mexican no. Oscars are supposed to be famous, but no one s- stops them and says, oh my God, you're. No, because you know, it's, no one, a, it's a new show. It's a new show, so it's just there's children turning and uh, waving to a camera, (laughs) and then there's people kind of confusingly. Some of them will glance up at the camera and then keep walking on. I just thought that maybe there would be at least scenes of like people seeing them and being like, "Oh my gosh, it's them!" But I guess you're saying this wouldn't in in the universe of this episode. This is even new. I would also guess that this would be a special they would use to kick off the Mouseketeers to like okay. introduce everybody. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Now, the next stop we make is in the arcade, which mm-hmm. is at that point in 77, skee ball machines, pinball machines, mm-hmm. an extremely old arcade cabinet called Computer Space that has an amazing looking yellow console. Oh, that's like. Um, that's a famous one. Yes. Like that was, I think that predated Pong in terms yeah. of <clears throat> a video game cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping in the spirit of this thing just being shot on the fly with real people, we're in this arcade and one of the little girls who is not a Mouseketeer but is in the room dumps a, a, a Home Depot bucket level of ping pong <laughs> balls all over the floor <laughs> And they're just kind of stepping over them. There's no take two. There's no comment There's, on it. I was like, what is that? Where did it come from? Where, where are there ping pong balls there? And then you see this little spazzy girl with glasses in the back glancing nervously over to see if anyone's <laughs> going to yell at her. I'm sure it was like a producer's daughter or something. 
Mr. Harrison's daughter. Mr. Harrison? Isn't that the name of his boss in the show? Oh, yeah, right. There's the big boss. <laughs> Another thing that they would never do today is have the uh, big boss of Disney World be a, a cigar-chomping, <laughs> bloated businessman. Say, like, this thing better work. Yeah. Um, then it's kind of like a series of random scenes to show how much fun you can have at Disney World. But then uh, this is also the point of the show where all the kids just start arguing for the whole show. They're fighting. You'd think the Musketeers would be uh, uh, getting along or they would want to show uh, people enjoying themselves. Nope. From this point on, they're all yelling at each other and sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why they're fighting, they're they're they were taking these pictures at this dock and um, one of them, the photo- uh, Lisa tries to play a prank on them. They fall down on the ground. They fall into the lake. Oh, you think that was a prank? I thought that she was a dum-dum. No, no. She sa- no. Cause she makes this wink. Like she looks like, Oh, this will be funny. She makes a smile. And then they all fall in. Like then they start just jumping and pushing each other. And they're laughing and laughing. They look like they're having a good time. Yeah. It looks like everyone is just loving it. And then they, run inside and they're all fighting and yelling at each other like they weren't just laughing and having the best time ever (laughs) also we should point out that this is that era of disney how would you even describe their outfits uh mork yeah they're mork-esque aren't they (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like if if i were to just travel back in time with the amount of mork outfits i see from the 70s it feels like if i were to just get into a time machine that when i get there everyone's just wearing rainbow suspenders (laughs) this is like a they're all dressed like a less tasteful version of mork to be clear yeah uh yeah they're they all go back to the hotel they're mad at each other now because they they all got wet and um as you said, the, the, the minder of them, what the heck is this guy's name? Is it just... Let's, Brown, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's the 70s. It's the 70s, so it will, something has to be Brown. That's true. Um, <laughs> Mr. Brown is stressed out because they've all uh, gotten wet and their costumes got wet. And as you said before, the youngest girl walks into his hotel room just wearing a towel and eating an apple. And they have a full conversation alone, just the two of them. Yes. As if it wasn't uncomfortable enough for me. (laughs) There's this Weinstein-esque moment. Yeah. I kept looking. I kept rewinding to, to like see like is that a dress? And I'm just thinking that's no, a towel. It's just her out of the shower. <laughs> it's totally a towel. Yeah. Um. And then and then we, the then the, the next part of the story, the plot is that there's this reporter who is trying to write a story on the new Mouseketeers, and she's trying to find her old juicy angle. So, but so he assigns her a couple of Mouseketeers to hang out with so that she can see that they are true friends because she's trying to make it out that they actually fight all the time. Yes, this reporter, this adult reporter who works for a major Orlando newspaper is the out Everglade to, Times is out to prove <laughs> that the Mouseketeers are not really friends. And this is her big <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein-esque story that she's going to break. The hot, hot story. The hottest story. 
is how they describe it. So she takes them uh, out to, I think it's called, uh, oh, the Disney Village. I, I don't know what it's called then. Oh, that is, uh, yes, the shops at Buena Vista, which I actually yeah. did visit when I was a small child. And yeah. it was, uh, Disney World used to be very different than it is now. So that was a outdoor shopping center and everything was made of that 70s brown wood. Mm-hmm. And there was like local craftspeople and local restaurants, and there was only one store that had Disney merchandise in it. Um, mm-hmm. We don't really see the stores, but we do see uh, two 13 year olds hit on a man who looks about 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of undertones, a lot of creepiness going on in this thing. There's a lot of overtones. I don't know how much yeah. it is going under. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he doesn't fall for it, though, so. <laughs> no. The Chris Hansen <laughs> trap <laughs> yeah, doesn't work, work on him. him. Uh, and then from there, they, they you realize that they are friends, and the, the journalist, uh, her story has been snatched right from her hands. Um, and they cut straight to Magic Kingdom, um, where they're in the, the, the Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah, they really do a good job of focusing on the ugliest, crappiest rides. <laughs> yeah. We do not get to see pirates. We don't get to see Jungle Cruise. We get to see mm-hmm. the nasty, stinky cars in Tomorrowland. <laughs> and they show this the bucket cars in the Skyway. They show yeah. it like the Skyway is is uh, funding this operation. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> right. That thing, right. That's like another advertisement running throughout this. But they 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 do a great job, I'll tell you what, of showing making those cars look like they go fast. How fast do those cars really go? Like they go oh, at a nice walking speed? A, yes, they go at the speed that they are walking through the shops at Bull like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how fast they go. But on this thing they're like shaking the camera and, and you know, it looks like they're moving really fast. So I was like, Man, I wish I wish that this is what the ride was really 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 like. So from this point on, uh, the kids uh, make up with each other. Um, they go on Space Mountain, though. They do go on Space we Mountain. We go on Space Mountain. And yeah, then so they all decide the ride. to go camping. Because that's another thing that you don't just <laughs> do in Disney World anymore. There's a thing called Fort Wilderness that they go to. And it's literally just a normal campground with, with yep. nothing to upcharge you for, which would not fly in Disney today. Well, they still it's still there, and you can still bring your RV and hook up, or just go and put some tents. But it still costs, you know, it still costs more money than going to a park sure. than you would if you just you know pulled up to the Yogi Bear, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the Jellystone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you um, know how much a uh, ticket to Disney World was at this time? I'm sh- oh was it free? Was it free then? <laughs> it was not free. It was $6. Okay. $6, okay. Yeah. Because it because at one time it I think it was free and you paid for the rides, right? I think there was an entrance fee, but it okay. was very minimal and then you'd pay for a ticket book that got you on to yeah. rides. Okay, okay. Um so they go camping and they give so here here's I'm not going to make a secret of uh who my favorite actor was in this because she's the most endearing to me and also she seems to be going through genuine trauma while filming this 
And that is Nita D, who is the Hus- young Hispanic girl who is, what, seven in this? She's, She's really young. young. Yeah. She's really young, and she has a look that makes her, I think, look even younger. Also, she looks like um, uh, my co-host, Laura, on the other show I do, <laughs> which made, it looks like childhood pictures of her, which made me feel uh, extra protective of her. <laughs> um, they give this tiny girl the responsibility of securing their tent. Uh, yep. She's just told to tie the tent to something solid. And yeah, so, that's it. Uh, this kind of uh, admittedly dumb girl ties it to the back of a RV. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, the RV takes off and the tents are ripped apart. And speaking mm-hmm. of ripped apart, all the Mouseketeers <laughs> gather around this <laughs> tiny girl and are just laying into her. <laughs> They're tearing her apart. Billy Pop says, Billy Pop says, you must have scrambled brains to do something that's stupid. <laughs> and then we get this shot of her like child when i say child crying like there's a way to uh portray crying in movies for children i used to do like a lot of theater for kids and one thing that you learn if you're performing for very small children you don't do crying realistically and you don't do yelling realistically because it upsets kids to see it. You would go like, oh, boo, hoo, hoo. You don't really want to like act as though you are in pain. This mm-hmm. poor girl has hot tears rolling down her face <laughs> and seems to be genuinely in the moment of all her peers <laughs> screaming at her. Oh, there. And, and it's all Mr. Brown's fault. You know, she, he says, tied to something solid. She walks past trees. He could have just said, tied to those trees. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get a commercial for um, Duncan Hines cake, and it makes it apparent that if you don't put pudding in your cake mix, (laughs) your cake is going to be disgusting. Uh, A a microwave commercial that has a unique... It has a unique cooking system, which when the door opens, it's just a shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Because it lets you cook more than one thing. It's just letting you put something on top of a rack instead. Yes. Uh, Then Nita runs away and she is just alone in Disney World. Uh, Everyone's freaking out looking for her because they have to play the big concert at the end of the night at the mm-hmm. the Sleeping Beauty Sleeping Beauty Castle Cinderella Castle which one is uh, it in Disney World uh, Cinderella uh, excuse me oh, I think it's Cinderella uh, uh, hey uh, if I'm keeping you awake uh, please we <laughs> can reschedule this um, it's raining here it's raining and thundering and just got really dark oh I know so how sleepy, sleepy you get you're like a parakeet with the uh, blanket <laughs> yeah. thrown over its cage when it starts getting <laughs> yeah. cloudy you Put drive right off the road <laughs> You put those covers over my eyes and I just drift away. (laughs) Uh, Nina runs away and then has a fantasy sequence where she meets Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, she's she's sitting by the castle and she looks off like as if she's imagining something for her. And what she imagines is the strangest thing, which is, a polka song starring Winnie the Pooh. 
<laughs> yeah, they all do the poo poke. You know, Disney has a lot of songs that even if you don't like the movies or or Disney World, you have to admit the songs are very classic. Uh, but instead mm-hmm. of using those songs, they have all these shrill original songs like the poo polka, which like River <laughs> Country is just children shrieking at you the same words over and over again. Uh, <laughs> does poo have anything to do with polka music? No, or the snow, no, but that's where they are. And this also is that weird era of Winnie the Pooh costume where his head (laughs) is enormous and his eyes are brown and black and he has a honeypot stuck on top of his head with bees on springs on it. It Mm -hmm. is the weirdest look. I don't know how the guy (laughs) holds his head up. I mean, it looks like he's like... It's all guy in the costume. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he looks like uh, he's about to fall over at, at any moment. I didn't understand when I was a little kid what the honey pot on his head was supposed to be. I know we're, um, we're talking about something very visual, but uh, isn't that the scene from the up. movie? It's truly odd. What's that? Isn't that a scene from the movie? He loves honey. He gets a honey pot stuck on his head. Like but the whole way upside, on, like but he's wearing this like a little fez. Yeah, right. I won't maybe. I, okay, then I guess that's the joke. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Nathan. Well, and so so then she 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 snaps out of her imagination, and the the and cast member dressed as Winnie the Pooh is standing there, and um, she sees her the other Mouseketeers who are trying to find her, and she tells the cast member, "Hey." She doesn't say this, but she motions to him to lie to them that she's so that she can get away. So this employee helps <laughs> lies to her family so she can keep running away from her family. I like that you're putting the the adult uh, concept that this is a, a college student in a costume helping her out. I think in this special, we're supposed to think that it's the real Winnie the Pooh who's not ratting out a child. Uh, The night grows uh, ever onward, and uh, they still can't find her. We get treated to another scene of a little girl crying very realistically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's still sad. Um, And then the reporter, Miss, Miss Nosy Britches, uh, walks up to her and says, I think everything's going to be okay. Smash cut to her smiling her ass off, <laughs> performing yeah. with the other Mouseketeers in front of the castle. She must have ran on stage because she did not have the rainbow suspender outfit on that everyone else did. She's in her civilian wear. That's right. Yeah. And we forgot to mention that there is a little uh, love story happening between Mr. Brown and the reporter that never really pays off. No, not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends, right? The song goes, and then there's a couple, I think mean, there's another commercial. Oh, there's a commercial for this crazy TV uh, movie that's going to air the next week called Bullwhip Griffin. Yes! the craziest stuff I want us to do it. that movie. We have to I find know. it. Please, please describe why we are so hot about it right this second. It's, it's a Western. It's like a West, an Old West movie. But it's like people are being like punched out of their boots and bounced against a wall and flying back and doing flips. It's like... It's real life cartoon cr- physics. 
Yeah, it's a really crazy looking uh, West Western. Yeah, tr- truly, this thing just ends. They have their big finale. Yeah. We we don't even get like an apology scene from the kids where they all reunite. It's just kind of <laughs> smash cut to everything's <laughs> fine. Um, oh, don't forget there's a commercial that says how wonderful diesel fuel is, and pretty soon oh, yeah. no one's going to be using gasoline anymore because it's so wonderful. <laughs> um, and, and cut to credits. Did you watch past the credits? Um, I don't know. What's past the credits? <laughs> this is the oddest, most haunting part of this special. Oh, great. Uh, I missed it. Yes, in a a, a Marvel Avengers esque <laughs> post credit sequence, <laughs> there is a commercial, and all it is is a, a beaver in the woods, and a narrator says, "the The beaver works hard all day, and he saves things up for when things are tough. So buy U.S. savings bonds. <laughs> That's it, oh, okay. and then it ends. <laughs> okay." Yeah, I see the connection. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and can you believe that the series didn't take off? <laughs> uh, Nathan, how, how would you rank this in, uh, we've, we've done one or two Disney things now. How would you, how would you rank this in the Pantheon? Um, I don't really love I mean, like, uh, there, there's, there's spectacle. Like, variety shows like this are a spectacle. Uh, I mean, this had a little bit more of a story than normal variety shows. But, like, so I, I just don't, I don't love these kinds of things. Uh, the music in this was just, was fine. But, I don't know. This was really just for kids to look at other kids doing stuff that they can't do. <laughs> So it's a good thing we watched it. <laughs> yeah. It's grown men. I will say, uh, yeah, you're probably not going to get like a ton of enjoyment unless you're a, a person who enjoys this sort of, if, if you heard us talking about this and thought, I got to check this out. Yeah, you'll love it. If you did not think that, <laughs> yeah. you probably won't. There are a couple laugh out loud moments. Like whenever Nina is, um, see, is, is trying to run away from the other Mouseketeers, she will two things that look like jokes, like she'll jump on a speedboat by herself. And it's just this <laughs> little girl <laughs> speeding away on the river. And um, then they chase her. Like, that's the thing. Like she goes to a lot of places where you can't get back out of mm. and makes her way out of them. You're talking about like in the reality of the universe. Yeah. And you knowing the geography, right? right. This is, this is like when a New Yorker watches a movie about <laughs> Manhattan and goes, Oh, please. <laughs> From Bloomingdale's down to the financial district in five minutes. Keep dreaming. <laughs> now, did you, I don't know if you've been in contact, um, but did, do you know if Stoney got a oh, chance God. to see this? <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. Okay. No. I just wondered. I didn't know. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Mm. Um, we have not said this at all, uh, but we should have, like good podcasters. Uh, but please uh, go on to your podcast services, like 
and subscribe. Leave ratings. We have a YouTube. You can you can stream these on YouTube. You can subscribe on there. You can go on TikTok and see little clips. Um, if you're on Instagram and Twitter, you can or on Instagram you can see uh, you know a, a a trailer every Monday for what's coming next. Oh, I mean, now you've got them hooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're all over the uh, the vast internet landscape. But please, uh, do something. Just do something. Do something. Get us really famous. We want to get out of our mm-hmm. uh, dead-end jobs and families. So just uh, uh-huh. subscribe to this. Our de- write reviews. dead-end families. Right. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> just, just to get us to do this and uh, do ad reads for, like, vape companies or mm-hmm. odd, like, online therapy that's kind of uh, not validated by the <laughs> <laughs> medical profession. That's, that's And a, a new tech startup that's a replacement for email. Yeah, remember, God, remember like in the early days of like WTF, they would do ads for MailChimp just endlessly. <laughs> it was just – podcasts were independently funded just by MailChimp and Stamps.com. Like those were the big two. If you are tech savvy enough to figure out podcasts, then chances are you work in a, some kind of internet company and would be well served by MailChimp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a, a specialized thing. Now any slob can can listen and can and, and enjoy. So that's right. Thank you to all the slobs who listen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as always, uh, uh, as as always, uh, I, I I haven't said this, and I feel like I should, but I've been uh, I have a, a a fancy dinner to go to right after this, so I have been changing clothes in front of Nathan. <laughs> This whole time, if I sound a little breathless in in parts, so I now have to ask Nathan: Do I do this with a tie or no tie? What what's looked better? Um, definitely a tie, and definitely to the right, the way you have it now, or to the left, the way you okay, have it. Okay, I haven't straightened yet. All right, listener, <laughs> okay, yeah. have a wonderful night. We love you all. Goodbye. Bye.